content disclaimer. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair. Additionally, this podcast is not intended to incite hate towards any particular individual or entity, but for the purposes of consumer education and consumer protection. Welcome back to the Recovering from MLM podcast. My name is Nikki. And in case you guys missed the announcement on Instagram, my husband Dave and I just found out that we're expecting baby number five and we are over the freaking moon. Um, Just thought I would let you guys know that so that you would know if content slows down or seems less regular or things are kind of all over the place for a little while, your girl has been sick as a dog. So I am doing my best. Um, I am fighting morning sickness as we speak. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. I wanted to go over a couple of quick announcements with you guys before we jump into today's podcast episode. Um, So first and foremost, you guys are going to be seeing a couple shifts in the Recovering from MLM podcast. I kind of briefly went over this the last episode. I think I'm just going to keep sending reminders with every episode as things progress, just so that nobody feels like the rug has been pulled out from under them. So there is going to be subscription-only content content like this episode right now is going to be um, subscription only content. So if you come to my podcast um, on Spotify and you see like a little lock there, that just means that you're not subscribed. There will be a link in the description that you can click on to subscribe for that content. It is literally 99 cent per month. It is not expensive and it's not mandatory that you subscribe either. It's totally at your discretion. Um, Bonus content outside of Monday's episodes will be available through subscription only. The subscription, like I said, is only 99 cent per month. The price will never change and you can cancel at any time. Here at Recovering from MLM, I do strive to bring accurate, entertaining, educational content. And this takes a lot of time and effort on my part, as well as the cost to maintain the podcast. So that is why we are adding a fee to the podcast to help support the podcast. Um, We're going to start doing something called listener's choice. So if you want a safe space to tell your story of your experience, either in an MLM or of a time you had to deal with someone who got roped in, if you have questions you want me to answer in an episode, if you have Zoom recordings that you would like to hear broken down, send them to recoveringfrommlm at gmail.com and they will be featured on the podcast. And finally, we're going to be doing monthly giveaways. Now, so many of you guys have supported this podcast by sharing it to your social media. And honestly, I can't think of a better way to say thank you than to do a giveaway. This month, we're going to be giving away a super cute initial necklace. There are no catches or purchases to enter. For free entry, simply share the new podcast episode on your Instagram story and tag me at recovering from MLM podcast with underscores in between each word. Um, It will notify me that you shared the podcast and I will immediately enter your name. Now, just to be clear, there are a couple rules. You must be following my Instagram to enter. You must be 18 years or older and you must be in the United States. All right, you guys, I am so pumped for this episode. I was doing some digging around in the board that is for the team that I was initially on, and I happened to stumble across Spirit Week for 1024 to 1027. Now, for those of you who do not know what Spirit Week is, basically it's where it starts getting close to the end of the year, and like the top leaders will get together and co-host like a three to four part 
series of Zooms where they're basically trying to hype you up, trying to teach you things, basically just trying to kind of get everyone pulled back together because this is like the slower time of the year. So they're really trying to like pump you up, push you up and get you going. So I came across the Spirit Week for the team that I was on and I have not watched it yet. I've been saving it for you guys. So this is going to be a three possibly more part um, series on this podcast. So tonight we're going to start with night number one, branding. Let's go. I'm so excited about tonight. I'm super excited to be on with We love talking about branding together, so this is going to be a great time. I'm so excited. She's going to kick us off. We have a little slideshow for you guys. So I do just want to say, if you want to take a photo of any of the slides, feel free so you can reference them later, look back at things. I'm a big visual person. I like to be able to look things over so we have that ready for you so that you can. Um, But I'm super excited to just kind of dive in because branding really is, you guys, the heartbeat of what we do. We work on social media. We're social media marketers. At the end of the day, people will join you before they will join any company or buy any product they want to buy you. They want to know they can trust you. They want to know they can build a strong relationship with you. And that always comes from your branding. It comes from how you are presenting yourself on social media and how much you are making someone feel comfortable with you just by how you're posting and how you're speaking online. So immediately, uh, just a couple things that I want to point out. First and foremost, do you guys remember the very first podcast episode I ever posted like a week after I had left MLM and I was talking about how they train us to post a certain way and talk a certain way and act and behave a certain way on social media because their like anthem was that people only buy from people that they know, like, and trust. That's literally what she's saying here. Now, the other thing that I want to point out is I have not seen this yet. I kind of saved it to go through with you guys. But I am almost willing to bet money that we are fixing to hear some culty, brainwashy shit. I'm also willing to bet money that this is going to be one of those Zoom calls where they're basically like, I don't want you to change, but change everything about yourself. So I'm interested to see how this goes. I'm going to go ahead and share this little slideshow that we have for you, and Britt is going to kick us off. Okay, I think it's on there now. Yay, can you guys give me a thumbs up if you can see that? Are we a good? Are we good? Abby, I yes. Okay, perfect. All right, so are we good? Okay, so the first thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Very good. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say is kind of to give feedback, um, based on like dressing up for the nights. And there's a reason that it kind of goes into branding. Okay. And one thing that I, when I joined this business eight years ago, I had, if you look at my social media now compared to them, they do not look the same. So as we're going over these things and you're like, my profile doesn't look like this. My pictures don't look like that. That's okay, but once you can acknowledge it, you can start working on those things. So, for instance, when we were trying to get dressed, I'm like, um, I don't really have anything tropical except for a cover-up that I got when my before my son was born. So we're talking over 13-year-old that says, tropic like it's hot. So I'm not for sure why I even have this, but the reason why I'm bringing this up right now is, um, and it's a little off-base, but it'll kind of give you an example 
like Claire said, when someone is following you on social media, they're not buying your business. They're not buying your product. They are buying how you have made them feel about what you are doing. Okay. And so for instance, one of the things I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to take a picture of my shirt and kind of tell the story about how I had nothing tropical except for a shirt, a cover up that's over 13 year old, years old that says tropic like it's hot. Now, why would I do that? Well, because I know it's going to get someone's attention and then I could break into the business and say, you know, I love the community. So I just want to kind of give example of like, you know, like Bethany was saying that you really do want to participate because that gives you content. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is content. So, so just to clarify in case, in case you missed that. So the purpose of her posting this shirt of hers is not to bring up the fact that she thinks it's funny or that this is like a funny haha thing. It's so that she can drip the quote business into her post. And hopefully by this funny haha post that she's going to put up, if she can make it seem innocently enough, then hopefully people will join her. This literally, so I know we talk about it all the time in the anti-MLM community. Something that we're always saying is that basically whenever you're in an MLM, the MLM becomes your identity. I just am willing to bet money that by the end of this video, that's going to be like more clear than ever. But already, like the fact that she can't even like make a post about a t-shirt without talking about the business just tells me that at this point, her only personality trait is this business. So number one, you're going to want to work on being authentic. You know, I wrote some notes and, and, and I want you guys to write this down or put it in your phone. I have, I'm sorry. I just have to say this really fast. Being authentic is something that you should never have to work on. Like either you're authentic or you're not. One goal at the end of this to get you to kind of like wrap your mind around something. And that is, I want you to be you. If I could tell you anything, I want you to be you. But I also want you to be you while you grow into the next version of you. There it is. Red flag. Red fucking flag. Red flag. Be you. But also change you. But instead of calling it us changing you, we're just going to call it we're making you into your best version. I'm promising you right now. You are never going to become the best version of yourself when you're in a career field that pays you pennies on the dollar to scam people and lie to people and gaslight people and manipulate people for your profit. I'm just saying. When you focus on doing that, you're going to come up with so many things to post about because all you're doing is you're sharing your authentic journey and you don't feel like you are faking anything, okay? So we're gonna start with something simple, like branding yourself through your profile and what they are seeing when they come to your Facebook or your Instagram. So number one, I highly recommend um, that your profile picture be a picture of you. Can it be your family too? Yes, that's fine if that's what works for you, but 100% make sure that you're in it. Make sure it is your face. Because as we start, you know, sometimes I'll work with brand new distributors and they'll have 
um, emojis or little, you know, just those little, um, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like little fake pictures, characters of themselves. And I'm like, listen, those are so cute. I love it. I think they're fun. My mom has so much fun with those, but I'm like, as we do host to post, people want to know that it's a real person behind that profile. Okay. So I highly recommend making sure that your profile picture is a clear picture of you. Then when it comes to, um, your bio, I'm just going to give a couple tips and you can, and, and, and here's the best part is leaders all teach different things. I'm going to kind of teach kind of like what I recommend. Um, when someone comes to my page, I don't have it in the description that I'm an at works distributor. Ooh, this is getting real red flaggy before she even says anything else. I am very curious to know why you wouldn't put what company you work for if you are constantly posting about having a quote-unquote business opportunity available for someone. Let's see what she says. I'm curious to see. I'm all, Before I even push play, I almost feel like from all of the other Zoom meetings that I've sat in that she's going to say something along the lines of, She's not embarrassed or ashamed that she works for It Works. She feels like people have given It Works a bad reputation and people might not be as open to hearing her out or listening to her um, if they know that she's with an MLM. I'm, I'm guessing that's the direction she's going to take with this because this is typically what they say. And the reality is it's not that I'm not confident about what I do or not proud of what I do. I'm actually very confident and proud to be a networks distributor. I've been doing this for over eight years, but I know that not everyone may have had a positive experience with network marketing or sales or whatever it is. They have this idea that if they, they wouldn't even get to know me if they immediately saw I do it works because they may think that I'm just here to sell to them. Boom. I was right. Also, I mean, if the only reason that you're adding people and posting and doing these things is to get people to join your team or buy your products, then isn't it just that the only reason that you're there is to sell to them? So technically, I feel like those people really wouldn't be wrong for not wanting to give you a chance because that's ultimately your goal. Like from experience, people who work in network marketing nine times out of 10 do not give a fuck about their following. So when in reality, my goal is to add value to their life. And then maybe along the journey, they will join me in the business or join me as a customer. So I really want to make sure that, you know, I Oh, I have to stop. I have to stop this. I'm sorry. I know I'm stopping this a lot, but it's just so grimy the way that she's saying this. Like my job here is to add value. And then maybe somewhere down the line, they'll join me as a customer or a distributor. Can we be real? Can we just be honest? Can we just be so very serious? The reason that you are even hosting this training is to help people get sales, right? So I think it's safe to say that your sole mission and your sole purpose on social media is to get sales, period. Like, end of discussion. So why are we dancing around it, making it sound like it's something that it's not? Like, this is not about you building friendships. This is not about you finding people that you care about on social media. This is literally about sales. Why are we dancing around that and making it sound like it's because you care so much about the human people as a whole? You to ask yourself, 
yourself. I want you to kind of look at these profiles here, and you can even go to ours and you'll see them. When you look at pictures, when you look at profile pictures, or when you go to an Instagram, do you immediately know that we are promoting something? And the answer is no, until you go read the wording. And then you will, you will, you will know for sure that we are very confident in what we do and that we are always offering the product and the business to people. Um, This was something that always really bothered me because they were like, don't post like pictures of the product. Don't, you know, don't be quote unquote spammy. Don't make your Facebook and Instagram look like a sales paper, but that's essentially all it is. Like they're just doing it in a way that forces people to ask questions, forces people to ask like, what is it that you're selling? Or what is this coffee that you're talking about? Or whatever. It's called attraction marketing. Um, but in the MLM world, like there's a difference in attraction marketing and the way that the MLM world does it. And in the MLM world, it's just very, very manipulative. Um, and just kind of a way to force people to ask questions and then kind of put themselves in a place to be cornered into taking a sale. Um, Claire, I think that's all that I kind of had with that. If you want to add anything else, you can, and then we can just go to the next slide. Yeah. I just wanted to say on this slide that, um, and this will kind of go into the next thing too, but perfection is polarizing. And that's something that I've shared before, but I think it's important to remember that when we see something that appears perfect, pushed back from it because instantly we think I'm not perfect. That person looks perfect. They appear perfect. I don't know that I can relate to them, but authenticity opens a door. It creates a bridge. However, please don't take that and run all the way with it either because you are in social media marketing. And that does mean that there does need to be a level of to your photos, to your profile, like Britt is saying. Am I cutting out, you guys? I just got a little pop-up that my internet's unstable. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> if I cut out too much, Britt, you can just interrupt me. So she was really cutting out right there, so I took a lot of it out because it was just kind of painful to listen to. Okay. I got out of order here. Okay, you guys. So... That kind of brings me to our next thing. And Brittany, you can take over if you really can't understand me. And I'll just be quiet if you start talking. Okay. <laughs> so with that same, what we were just saying of perfection being polarizing, but you guys, there is something to be said of creating an attractive presence on social media, showing your pictures attractively because that does bring people back to your page it does create a certain level of magnetism to bring them in at first so the reality is that an attractive photo can be first thing in the morning no makeup on no filter i'm not saying don't hear me wrong i'm not saying done up i'm not saying perfect outfit i'm not saying perfect house that is not what i'm saying what i'm saying is clear photos that you can see with bright colors that draw you in. So that when someone is scrolling on their social media, they stop on my photos and they care enough to read the caption. Because exactly like Britt just said, when we first post, you can't tell from that photo of Britt holding coffee that she's selling that coffee. It just looks like a girl with coffee. But if you read her caption, you will absolutely hear about how the coffee has changed her life. 
but I have to get them to read the caption. She has to. This is totally off topic, but I just, I just have to say this. That coffee is so bad. <laughs> like I forced myself to drink that coffee every day for years. Eventually it was one of those things like I could handle it, but I'm going to tell you right now, the reason why you see the It Works Girls like adding two tons of creamer to their coffee is because it is so, so bad. It's so bad. To be attractive enough of a photo, and I'm not saying, of course she's beautiful, but I'm not saying attractive in how we look. I'm saying a photo that's drawing us in. She looks kind. She looks warm. She looks welcoming. She looks like somebody I would want to get to know. That is the point of it. So taking a clear photo, and there are such simple tips, you guys, and forgive me because this is probably something that you're all going to feel like you already understand, but for those who maybe don't, like I didn't in the beginning, little tips like making sure that you have light facing you when you take a photo, making sure that you take the time to wipe off your phone camera so it's not blurry from makeup or when you just talk to your sister on the phone, taking the time to just set up a photo and make sure like in that photo of my kids playing on the floor, I opened all the blinds so that the sun was streaming in and I had good light for my photo and then being strategic. I promise you the rest of my house wasn't perfectly clean when I took that photo, but that corner of the house was, so that's where we took the photo, okay, in front of the big windows. Um, I love to take flat lay photos. I love to take like a pretty well set up photo. You guys, anyone can do it anywhere. My car doubles as my husband's work truck. It's always a mess, but I love to take a car photo because of the great lighting. So that photo of me holding my coffee, it's just good lighting and then it's in portrait mode so you can't see the dirt all over the floor. Your life doesn't have to be perfect to take the perfect photo. And the reality is that we are in social media marketing. So let me say something that might not be the most popular thing in the world, but taking the perfect photo should be your goal, friends. We are in social media marketing. And too often, I feel like I hear us give ourselves an excuse and be like, well, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be perfect. Well, why wouldn't you want to perfect your craft? We are in social media marketing. Why wouldn't you want to get really good at it? Why wouldn't you want to practice taking photos until you really feel like confident about the one that you're taking? Find that editing style that matches you. So I'm just going to give you a couple apps. I personally use the Tezza app. I absolutely love the Tezza app. It's what I use for my videos, my photos. It's what I use for filtering. It's easy one tap. Um, and I can kind of choose my filter based on my mood or my, you know, I'll go kind of seasonally a little bit brighter in the summer, a little bit more moody in the fall. Um, just kind of find your vibe and roll with it. And it's okay that once you find your vibe, it's okay to edit every single photo exactly the same way. It's also okay to have fun with it. It all depends on what kind of your love language is. Some people get more into this side of it and some people just want an easy one and done. Either is okay, but take the time to edit your photos. Take the time to make them as good as so I just, I want to point this out here because I, I feel like it's something that people miss a lot of whenever we're talking about what people are actually doing in MLMs. But this is a part of how it goes from advertising that this is something you could do in one to two hours a day to this being something that you're doing from the moment that you're waking up until you're going to sleep, right? Because essentially what they preach is like, oh, we just talked to a couple of people and post on social media and posting on social media is so easy. Well, if posting on social media is so easy, why are we sitting through a 40 minute long Zoom 
about how to post on social media, about how to have the perfect photos, about how to have the perfect, you know, bio and how to do this and how to do that. Like, because it is so time consuming. I used to literally throughout the month pre-plan my post for the next month. Not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing. Like, that's something that I still kind of do. Like, for my podcast, I still plan content because I am a content creator. But what I'm saying is this idea that everything has to be prim and perfect and just so, like, it begins to kind of take over because then it gets to where every single photo that you post is filtered. Every single post that you put up, like it would get to the point where like I could not figure out what to post because I could not force myself to come up with the sunshiny words. And it just becomes so time consuming. It's something that literally posting used to take me like over an hour just to make sure that the photo was right. The angle was right. The lighting was right. My kids were making the right faces. Like it was just ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. I just wanted to explain like, and I think too, let me say, actually, let me say one more thing, because this is what held me back a lot in the beginning. Okay. I didn't have a beautiful house when I started this business. I was living in a tiny little apartment. I got the internet unstable thing again, but I was living in a tiny little apartment and I had carpets were stained because it was an old apartment. I had a tiny little kitchen, nasty countertops that were not attractive. Like I just didn't have, and even in my current house, I'm actually out in my office shed, which is like my internet. I'm still figuring it out. But even in my house, the lighting is kind of yellowish. My cabinets are brown. And so sometimes it's hard to get a good photo. So I just want to give you a quick tip. Go in front of a big window in your house and just find a surface. So I have a marble cutting board that I will use all the time to take photos on. And exactly, Kelsey, I took photos with, I would go to Lowe's and buy a $2.99 tile square, set it up under a window in my house, Guess what? All of a sudden it looked like I had granite countertops and I could take beautiful coffee photos, even though my real countertops weren't all that great. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of thinking outside the box. I so often will have a bench push up to a big window in my house with like a blanket draped over it and a tray and a plant. And I'm pulling things from all over my house, but I'm making something that's creative and beautiful so that then I can get more eyes on my coffee post. So then I can bring in more conversations. Exactly. Rachel, be creative. That's what we're. So basically everything is staged. <laughs> everything is staged. Nothing is real. And something that I always struggled with whenever I was in MLM was all of these top people, you know, their pictures are so like, you know, the white couch and the beautiful carpet. And I was like, well, we live in like a two, three bedroom, one bathroom trailer that's like tiny. Like my kitchen, living room and dining room is all the same space. And it's like the size of the average person's living room. But it's all three rooms in one. Like It's so small. Um, there's only like two places that we can move our couch to. It's tiny, you guys. It's so small. It's a little over a thousand square feet. It's so small. Um, but this is home for us. And I used to feel so embarrassed of like our home because the other MLM people had all this like glitz and glamour and beautiful houses and luxury lifestyle. And it's just so like cringy to me to hear someone who is at the top just basically saying that like, they don't actually have any of those, you know, super nice things or super nice areas. It's all staged and it's all faked. And this is like the lifestyle that we're, we're preaching to people that we have. But in reality, they, they don't even have that lifestyle themselves. Isn't that crazy? Like 
we're we're allowing ourselves to be influenced by people who don't even live the life that they're influencing. That's sad. We're here doing. So let's be creative. Let's have fun with it. Don't overthink it. You don't have to wait until you build the dream home in order to take the beautiful photos in your home. You can find a way to work with what you have right now and make it really incredible. And this is social media, you guys. This is social media marketing. And so perfecting our craft is a gift and it's a really fun thing that we get to do. And I'm excited for Britt to share this next part because it really takes it a lot further. I love so much what... I love so much what Claire was talking about all those tips because, um, and this is a silly example, but I'm just going to show you the real life. I have very real conversations with my kids that we are able to live and give because of what I do. And so it's something as simple. And some of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, do those kids even live? Yes, I promise they live great lives. But the picture that you saw at the coffee shop with Zella, we get our stuff. It's her favorite thing to do. We go in. She gets to order whatever she wants. We know She knew we went there to do her spelling, and I was going to get some work done. And the sweetest thing is she turned around and she said, what table will be best so the lighting is good for your picture? I just don't feel like that's the sweetest thing. That just reminds me of the the times, you know, that my kids would be like, oh, mom, can we go to the park so you can get Instagram pictures? Because fun fact, for those of you who don't know, we used to live ridiculously close to Washington, D.C. And so I miss it up there. I want to move back so bad. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is that my kids, to them, it wasn't, can we go play so that you can spend time with me? Can we go do this so that we can spend time together and be a family? It was like a trade-off. Like, okay, mom, like, I'll let you, I'll be good and let you get Instagram pictures if you'll just take me to the park and let me play. And that's so sad to me. Like, this poor little girl is, like, a freaking little-ass kid. Like, her little girl that she's talking about is such a small kid. And she's like, you know, what what photo should, or what, what table should we sit at so that you have good life lighting for coffee? What? What? Oh. And I know that sounds so silly, but I have just let her know that I work from social media. And if I can just get one picture that I, and here's why I want you guys to hear me too. I don't make that post in that moment and not spend time with Zella and work on homework and do our stuff. I snap the picture and then I put this down and then we do our thing. And then when we get home and she's kind of like, okay, mom, I've been at school all day and I already did my homework. I really don't want to play and I don't want to be talked to. I don't want to watch some TV. Perfect. She watches her TV and I make my post. Same thing with stories, the pumpkin patch. I know not all of you follow me with pumpkin patch. I grab some pictures. I do a lot of boomerangs. I do some stories and I'm still in the moment. On the 40-minute drive home, that's when I add all the content to my pages. So I just want to make it very clear when you hear us talking about, you know, taking the time to take the perfect picture. I, want you I just want to be super open and transparent with you guys really quickly because this is something that, like, I just, I just feel like it needs to be driven home. <sighs> whenever we lived up north, whenever my husband and I first got together, I was in MLM and I was in deep. I was in very deep. And... Every car ride that we took, I was plastered to my phone. My husband and my kids would be talking, or the radio would be playing. I was never a part of what was going on because every single moment of my life that wasn't, you know, taken up with something else was 100% taken up with the MLM that I was in. And where that becomes toxic is 
my kids are five years older now than they were when I started MLM. Do you know how many car ride conversations I have missed? Do you know how many park dates I have been sitting there for but have actually missed because I was busy quote working or quote trying to get the perfect picture so it's interesting to me how she's saying this as thank you honey it's okay how she's saying this as um you know it's so actually here let me just say this babe can you close the door for a second my husband snuck in here to get me coffee and I'm I'll just let <laughs> I'll just let him tell you so I'm not here this is, listen, this is why this is like the subscription content because <laughs> we will be doing a podcast together here soon, but these are just kind of more of like the, the informal moments where we can get you as much information as possible. So basically this is a Zoom. You can't say the person who's talking on the Zoom. You know her. Um, Which one? This one. Um, oh, that's... Uh... Yeah. So anyway, okay. So listen. <laughs> so she's talking about how she... They're, this is the spirit week and they're talking about branding and this is what remember we used to do these three series zooms every single year yeah. where it goes over how to post on your page and how to get content and all these things so she's talking about yeah, how for like the pretty people and everything yes like that. and yeah. so she's she's talking about how um basically she takes her daughter to the coffee shop and her daughter turns around and is like mom where's the right table for us to sit at for good lighting for your instagram picture and then she's talking about how she took her family to the pumpkin patch and she's like yeah i took pictures and boomerangs but i wasn't posting in that moment i was in that moment with my family and then on the car ride home that 40 minute car ride that's when i'm editing and uploading the content so i just want to ask you <laughs> he's laughing during the oh, time man. from when we first got married up until i quit a few months ago how did you feel on car rides with me when you were driving? Do you feel like I was present or? Physically, yes. Because I could reach over and I could poke you in the arm. You would stare at me and give me that look. Just like, I'm trying to post pictures. <laughs> but like mentally and emotionally and everything like that, no. Not at all. It was all, how does this picture look? This picture had too much light in it. I think this picture has too much light in it. I'm going to put down, put down the visor. And can you put down your visor and turn it at a 47.3? How many times did I make you pull over in the middle of the road so I can get a good lighting picture? And how many pictures did you take of me standing in the middle of a road? The worst one, we were coming home. <laughs> we were coming home. We were coming down our road. I'm not going to say our road because people like to stalk you. So I'm coming down our road. And the sun was going down. It was like... 5 30 6 o'clock oh like we just found out we were pregnant with mona legit maybe stop dead center in the middle of the road <laughs> on a hill going going down a hill going around just for context curve. you guys people drive down our road at like mach 10 okay down the hill around the curve no one can see us from where they're coming from so if someone comes around that hill we're gonna die and i made him stop dead center of the road because the lighting was good and i needed a picture for my mlm so if that answers y'all's question, honey, how did you look forward to being in a car with me or no. did you kind of dread it? No, I just, I just sat there and like sang songs in my head because I knew no one was going to talk to me. That makes me so sad. <laughs> because that's what, it's not that you weren't going to talk to me. It's that that's what this did to you. And what this did to like everybody else, it took over like their whole lives. She'd wake up in the morning and it would be reels with coffee, reels <laughs> making coffee. 
And I'll tell you all the truth. Half the time, she didn't even fucking make coffee. <laughs> she really didn't. She had just water in it, and she pretended like there was coffee. Like she Coffee was $50 for a pack of 15. I know. And I <laughs> and not, and it was fine. That's fine. It still made the reels and everything. But like, you ask yourself. Ah. Wake up, make your reels for coffee. And then it would be like an hour later, you know, what you were doing for the day. And then an hour later, it was talking about the business. And then an hour later, it was like all the freedom that you have. And then it was like... Okay, you... but honestly, to people who are considering joining an MLM... How much freedom did I actually have? Out of a 24-hour day? Yeah. 35 minutes. <laughs> I feel like that's a stretch. <laughs> okay. It, it, that, that is a stretch. Sometimes I got to go to the bathroom without my phone. Sometimes you got to go to the bathroom without your phone? Just to give you guys an idea, I literally bought an Apple Watch so I could answer messages while I was in the shower. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, out of a 24-hour day, if you started at 7 a.m., you would be done around like midnight, one o'clock. And I'm falling asleep on the couch and it's, hey, wake up. Does this real look okay for you? <laughs> hey, does it, does it TikTok look okay for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it looks good. And I'd fall back asleep. Next thing I know it's three o'clock in the morning and she's waking me up saying, hey, you ready to go to bed? What's it like now? Like, how do you feel since I've been <laughs> out of the MLM? <laughs> I get hugs in the morning. You get hugs in the morning? I get hugs in the morning. How much time do we get together now versus then? Now versus then? So much more. Yeah. Like, we can actually sit down and watch a movie without someone saying, so you're putting your family over your business? You want to watch TV overworking your business? <laughs> He's still bitter about that. I'm so bitter about that. <laughs> I'm bitter. But you know what the thing is? The better team won on that one. Love you. I love you, too. Thanks, baby. You're welcome. You guys, my husband's so precious. Um, so, spoiler alert, he and I will be doing a together podcast here very, very soon. Just kind of talking about, like, the toll that MLM took on our marriage. But let's jump back into our video. Before you did this business, what did you do with this in your hand? Probably the same thing you still do now sometimes, which is this. And when do you stop? When something catches your attention. And so we are in the job of catching their attention. Okay, drop a one in the chat. This is literally my favorite thing to talk about. And I will tell you right now, if you can figure this out, if you will truly take the time and fill this out, that's the kicker. Because the thing is, I have this conversation with people all the time, and I think that they put it in the back of their minds and don't actually act on it. Drop a one in the chat if you ever find yourself not knowing what to post about. You're like, I have no idea what I want to talk about today. Okay. If you will listen to me talk about pillars and you can figure this out, it will make, first of all, the rest of the nights that we're doing for this spirit week, but actually everything else you do with this business, it'll make it that much more simple. And we're going to, we call them your pillars. Now this is going to a little bit more of a simple diagram, but you can actually go into your e-suite in the document library and you can type in social media marketer. And actually I think once you do social media, it's the first thing that pops up, but it also is, it's a, it's a, something that looks just like this, but it actually has some like, prompting questions as well. The idea is that I am going to walk you through 
how you are going to come up with five things. And actually, let me just do a side note. For those of you that have heard this before, I know it can sound like we already know this. Claire and I had the conversation. We were going to make this recording something that we could give to our new people from here on out. Because I think it's really crucial that we get this under control and then it makes the rest of our job that much simpler. So if you've heard this, bear with me. This is for the people that have not heard this, okay? So you're going to want to come where that big square is in the middle. You put your name there. And then if you look, there are five little branch areas, okay, that you will branch off. You are going to want to come up with five things that make you you. So, for instance, I'm just going to... Oh, here's the thing. Whenever it comes to especially Instagram, I can completely understand zoning down to a niche or a niche or however you want to say it. That is why my Instagram, the only thing you will see is me talking about my family, talking about my life, and talking about MLM. Because I feel like talking about my family is a part of recovering from MLM. My user is literally recovering from MLM podcast with underscores in between each word. So, I mean, talking about my family and stuff is definitely a lot to do with recovering from MLM. I get that. What I don't understand is why, if all you're posting about is a business opportunity, why you need to zone it down to niches. Like, why can't you just be open and be honest and be like, yeah, I'm just here to take your money. I don't get it. Kind of read through mine. Um, mine would be perfect. Here it is. I had it on my phone and then voila, she puts it right on the screen for me. So one of mine would be, and I will say this is a little outdated, um, a little bit in the fact that I'm not like an instructor anymore, but I, I want to show you how I filled this out when we did this last time. So one of my pillars is fitness. I'm very much into it. One of them is adventure. One of them is family. One of them is food. And one happens to be my face. Okay, so I don't know what your five pillars look like. But for instance, the reason why I love this is if you can come up with five things that make you you. And I'm actually going to give you a call to action. I'm going to go ahead and just do it right now because if I, if I don't say it now, I will forget I'm the queen of that. One of the call to actions that I'm going to have you do today or tomorrow, if you are struggling finding the five things, you're like, I just feel like I'm boring. Well, number one, you're not boring. Okay, here's what I would recommend doing, going to your social media and just making a status that says, what are some things that come to your mind when you think of me? I remember when I did it once, people were like, coffee mugs, face, fitness, right? Like people know because you already talk about it. I just want to point out, I strongly don't recommend if you're someone who is trying to get a high following on Instagram or Facebook, I do not recommend having five pillars. I don't even recommend having two. Like you post about what your niche is. This is why people keep coming back to your content. I have people that I follow that are strictly food accounts because I like the things that they cook. If they started posting a video about their food and then a video about their faith and then a video about you know taking their kids to school and then a video about their fitness routine like I would literally unfollow them I have accounts that I follow because I like the workouts that they do and I try doing their workouts every single day so I have those kind of accounts if they started posting you know about like now where, where it can kind of go together is like if you're posting your workouts and you're posting your food right because these are things that go hand in hand but Whenever it's like this, where it's like faith, food, family, adventure, fitness, like this is just vomit.
on a screen. <laughs> this is just so much information going everywhere. People follow you for a specific reason. There's a specific thing that you bring. I highly don't recommend doing this. I feel like this is really bad advice. Okay, so I kind of sped up about 10 minutes through the video just because they were like really stuck on this five pillars thing. The girl that like, you know, it's like two girls talking back and forth. The other girl like posted up her pillars and started like breaking them down. And it was kind of just regurgitating the same information over and over and over again, which is a very common brainwashing tactic. So I just decided to skip past that. We're just going to jump in right here where it's talking about telling your story through posts. And her Wi-Fi is breaking up again. Now that you guys have your pillars, now that you're taking great photos, now that you kind of know who you are and what's, what you're putting out there, this is the part, this is kind of like the, I don't know, this is what brings it home, right? This is what's going to build those lasting connections with your people, the people that are going to ultimately join your business, or even if they don't join your business, they're going to become invested in your story. And you can change lives with your story, not just through the business, but also through the power of your transparency. Just like I said, authenticity opens a door. Authenticity creates a bridge. And when we are being honest and we're sharing parts of our story, we are having this moment, a human connection with the person reading our post because they relate to us now at a deeper level. When you're sharing your story, one of the best tips I've ever been given, my brother gave me this tip, is don't focus on the whole movie. Our life is the movie, don't focus on the whole movie. You want to share scenes from the movie. One simple scene. When you're building a post, you don't need to tell me your entire life story from the day you were born up until now. I want to hear about one moment, one struggle, one experience, and build your story from there. And the great news from that is that if you're just focusing on a scene each time, you have an endless number of things to post about because you've lived a whole lot of scenes and a whole lot of moments and a whole lot of experiences. So for example, in my post right here, I'm focusing on when I became a mom when I was 19 years old and I had dropped out of college to create a family and the struggles that I went through and how money was tight because we started our family so young. And if you read Britt's post, she's focusing on groceries. Her whole life story isn't about groceries, but she was able to tell you her life story through a moment of having her son put the groceries in the back of the car because she was able to weave this story together of what life is like. Now, Britt and I have both been in for seven and eight years. So as you're looking at our stories, you're seeing us talk about seven years ago. But what I want you to know is that when we are sharing our story, the bulk of the story that we are always sharing happens before we started the business. Why is that? Why is that? If the business is so great, if things are so amazing over here, why is it that, you know, you I I don't make a post. My husband has changed my life. You know, he, he truly has. I do not make a post that says, oh my God, you know, 10 years ago, I was getting my ass dragged by my first husband. I mean, he was beating the hell out of me, force feeding me dog food, locking me outside overnight, being horrible to me, smashed my fingers up in our trailer door. And now 
because I said yes to my husband, I live this amazing life where I wake up and my husband made me breakfast this morning and always spends every second that he can with us and our children. And they're no, like, because everything that happened before that doesn't matter. Like none of that shit matters. All that matters is what I have now because I'm truly happy. This is the part where they start teaching you how to prey on people's emotions. So what that means is that even if you just joined It Works today, you already have the majority of the story to share. You don't have to say like, oh my goodness, I don't have the big success story. I don't have the trophy. I don't have the debt paid off. I don't have the dream home. How on earth am I going to... And you probably honestly never will, considering that according to the FTC, which are the people who regulate MLMs, 99% of people who join MLMs do not make sustainable income because once you factor in the pennies that they get paid and then the amount of products that they have to buy, even the ones who say no inventory and no quota still keep inventory and still keep quota. Just like with it works, they said no quotas, but if you're not meeting the BV quota, you're not getting paid your bonuses. If you're not either running an auto ship or signing X amount of customers, you don't even get paid. So that is an inventory. That is a quota. Like if you're being forced to buy products in order to get paid, that is a quota. That is an inventory. So I'm going to share the story of this business and how it can be successful. It's the hope. That's all it is, you guys. It's that if you read my story, I was searching for something that was going to work because I couldn't afford to put all four of my kids in daycare and there was nothing that I could do that didn't require me leaving them to make a good income until I found this business. And suddenly I had the opportunity to find freedom for my family without having to leave my babies. I didn't tell you anything about what I accomplished. I didn't see what I was thinking. My in and out. Wait a second, see if it comes back. Okay, okay. So I didn't tell you what I was making. I didn't tell you what I'd accomplished. All I told you is that I went from not knowing what I was gonna do to having a clear path to how I was gonna provide for my family without leaving my babies. That's it. I just gave you all that background and then a glimpse into what it could do for me and then invited you to join my story. So whether you're brand new or you've been in for seven years, you have a powerful story that can change lives and a powerful story that can make others say, I wanna be a part of that. So I'm just really quickly gonna go through the five steps of telling your story. This will help you get started. So this is when you're gonna pull out your phone, take a photo, take a screenshot so you can save this for later. But you. What was my life like before it works? And like I just said, that is the bulk of your post. That is where you are emphasizing. That is everything. What was your life like before? What is the thing that made you say yes to it? And then number two, how did you find it works? Because chances are how you found it works is how that person is finding it too. For me, I found it works on Instagram. So for the girl reading my post on Instagram, she suddenly feels exactly the same as me. It's almost like we're playing on people's feelings. Because she's just coming across this on Instagram just like I did. This isn't something that I invented. This isn't something that I came up with. This is something I stumbled on on Instagram. 
just like someone reading my post is doing at the same time. The more we can relate and put ourselves in that same position so we're on the same side, we're on the same team, that's when we leave the polarizing perfection and we come to a place of, hey, we're in the same situation and I'm just a mom that found something that worked for me and if you're interested in that, I can help. Then you just talk about what you were skeptical about. What you were skeptical about is what they're skeptical about too. I'm a naturally shy. And if what you were skeptical about isn't what they were skeptical about, then you just lie. Don't forget that. That was like a big key factor that Charlotte told me at retreat that was actually like the reason I left. Um, this is sick. Like this is, this is what we were taught from the moment that I started. And this is always something that never really sat right with me. Of course I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like if this is what you guys say works, then I'll do it. But like this is sketchy as hell because you're literally feeding on people's emotion here. Like this, that's exactly what this is. What was your life like before it works? Because chances are that if you were slumdogging it, living out in the ghetto and having a hard time and not able to pay your bills and constantly having to get government assistance and, you know, having to walk your kids to the bus stop because it wasn't safe for them to go to the bus and you were having to pay for two different babysitters because you were working so many different jobs and your baby daddy wasn't paying you child support. And, you know, you had to apply for Medicaid because your baby needed a tooth pulled out, but you didn't have the money to get it pulled and life was just so hard and things were just so bad and you were living in section eight housing and you were getting assistance every single month to help pay your bills because you couldn't even afford your light bill chances are especially especially and let me just say this i'm not saying there's anything wrong with being in a place in life where you need help to that extent like when i was 18 years old i was living in section 8 housing in one of the worst apartment complexes in the city that i lived in okay my very first night at that place two people got into a shootout in my front yard okay i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that like i've been on food stamps before i've been on medicaid before <clears throat> i've been that mom working two jobs because my baby daddy doesn't pay child support okay i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that what i'm saying is they are taking these parts of their story and they are twisting it and manipulating it and making it sound as rough living as they can to appeal to the people who are currently in that position. Because look at the way that the economy is now. Look at the way that things have been since COVID. Look at how bad things have been. Look at how many people have lost their jobs. How many people have lost their lives? How many people are struggling with depression and anxiety and, you know, being afraid to leave their home because of sickness? And look at how many people can relate to that. Now you put up a post about how you used to live in this really bad neighborhood or how you used to not have enough money to pay your car payment or how you used to be running from the repo man or how, you know, you stumbled across this, this work from social media job because you're scared to leave your home because of COVID. Imagine how many people can relate to that. Imagine how many people's feelings you can fill off of. How did you find it works? Talking about how you found it on Instagram or how you found it on Facebook or how somebody at the grocery store told you about it. And now all of a sudden it normalizes to them while they're reading this post, like it goes from this is really like scammy. Why would someone put this up on their Instagram to like, oh, well, she found it on Instagram. I'm finding it on Instagram. It changed her life. Maybe it'll change mine, too. What were you skeptical about? Well, maybe the person who's reading this is skeptical that they're going to get fucked over. Maybe they're skeptical that because the FTC says that 99.99% of people who are 97% of people who join an MLM actually end up losing more money than they make. 
then I'm willing to bet money that if I put into my post, like I was so scared that I was going to get scammed. I've heard from so many people that this does not work. I've heard that nobody makes money this way. And now look at me, I'm making money. You guys, I literally used to be trained to make posts like that. Like they would be like, oh, if you're not making that kind of money, just post about it as if you are, because that just speaks it into existence. Really? Like this is sick person I've been shy most of my life so sometimes I'll share that sometimes I'll share how I was living in a really small town I'll share how I did reasons that hold people back from this business chances are those are things that were holding you back too so share that share what maybe is is was holding you back that could be someone that's reading your posts. okay and then what's your life like now this is one to two sentences you guys so we're just going to go balls to the walls explaining how horrible our life was it, before it works. Like it works as a savior here. And we're only going to spend two sentences talking about how life is since it works. Because it's not important what they're doing now. I'll never forget the Zoom that I sat on one time where a leader was like, you really shouldn't talk about how much you're getting paid because people can't wrap their minds around that. They can't wrap their minds around it. You should talk about how bad life was before it works because everybody has a bad life. That's literally what she said. She's like, because everybody has a bad life. They can wrap their heads around that. That's literally what this is. Not a lot. We're not here to brag. We're not here to give our whole repertoire. We're not here to say like, hey, look at me, I made it. The whole beauty of building a story brand in the book Story Brand by Donald Miller, which is such a good book. But what he talks about is that we never want to position ourselves as the hero in the story. We always want to give the person that we're talking to room to become the hero of their own story. I never want to position myself as your hero because you don't need me to find success. I'm not the secret to your success. You're the secret to your success. I just get to show you how. I just get to give you the tools. I just get to put the tools in your hand and cheer you on while you do it, while you change your story. And that will give them the vision of, hey, maybe there's something for me here. Instead of saying, well, I could never be like Claire. And if I position myself as the hero, that only sets it up for them to be like, well, it's just all on her. And I don't want it to be all on me. I want to show them that it's all on them. And I'm just going to be able to give them a couple pointers along the way. And then the last step, if you notice, Britt and I both did this differently in these posts, which I love. We invited the person to join us. So at the end, I just said I've taught thousands of others to do the same. I'd love to teach you too. She's taught thousands of others. Thousands. Thousands of others. Do you have any idea, realistically, how many people in MLM don't have the thousands of others? I didn't give, this wasn't like a full in your face. Sometimes I do, but this time it was just more like an open invitation. Whereas Britt gave a very specific direction. Both of these are important. And I think it's important to weave different styles of call to action into our posts. If I hadn't read a post that had a very direct, it was text this number, the word this, 
That's why I joined because I had been so scared and talked myself out of it for so long. And the fact that I could text her phone number and she didn't have my number saved, it gave me the safety of that anonymity where like, okay, I can text her and I can kind of rip the bandaid off being scared by just texting her and opening the conversation. So it's really important to just give that call to action because otherwise we're just bragging. Otherwise we're just telling our story. But the moment we say like, hey, you're invited to do this too. Let me show you how. That's the reaching out of the hand. It's not saying like, hey, look at me. It's actually extending a hand and saying, hey, let's do this together. I would love to partner with you and giving them that space to say yes to it. So this is also a flow, you know, using that my products too not just saying oh, i love this coffee but also saying if, if that's something for two i would love to help it's just important to remind people that they're invited because it's human nature to think we're not invited at least for me i always think i'm not invited so for me to feel like yes i'm invited i'm included is a really powerful feeling so that was all i had Britt, did you have anything else that you wanted to say I wrote three things down that i wanted to kind of add as like call to actions, not so much of something to go do, but something that I want the newer ones to think about. And that is, I have done two things to be successful in this business. And they are very simple. I became a product of the product, which made talking about the product and coming up with product content very easy. And I'm so glad Claire touched on it because we actually didn't really talk about it, but we did not talk about it either. She was like, and this kind of flow works for product too, which is why I was going to bring it up. So I'm like, the second that you can turn the telling your story and make it a product post is when you truly fall in love with the product. The other side of that is the business and the best way to show the business is to actively be working the business. I found that when I sat back and I like, I'm just going to use TikTok as an example. When I sat back and kind of watched other people do it, I'm like, well, I couldn't teach anyone to do it, but it was because I hadn't done it. But the second that I dove in, I had no training on it and I figured it out. I then felt confident to make a post that said, I'm going to teach you all of these things. And I think sometimes the reason that people aren't successful is they think they aren't a qualified leader. You're absolutely a qualified leader. You just have to make the decision to do the things that make you feel qualified. And oftentimes that's just actually doing the things that you're meant to be doing. So um, notice how they don't give you any specifics. Like it's just doing the things that you're meant to be doing. Um, I don't know. I'm just really proud of everyone for being on and we just really, really care. And I really want you to fill out that diagram and honestly, keep it with you. And so when in doubt, when you're like, let me just say it. Some days I'm feeling on top of the world and other days I'm not. And on the days that I'm not, I still have to keep my business open because I'm just going to give this example. Let's say I run to Target today because I need something. Well, my schedule's so busy. If Target's closed, I'm not waiting till when Target's open. I'm going to go to the next door because that's my day that I need it. And the same thing, when someone that is following you on social media is ready to make a change in their health, what are they going to do? If you, if it doesn't look like... If you're someone who's on social media ready to make a change in your health, please don't buy products from Susie Q Homemaker, who's a stay-at-home mom who says that she works exclusively off of social media and has these life-changing products because they're literally not regulated 
nothing is making sure that they're safe and these people are not medically trained. They give you regurgitated information that you can read off of the back of the label yourself. Please don't do this to yourself. Like you're working the business anymore. They'll go to someone else. And if someone is like feeling on their mountaintop, right? They haven't let fear and doubt talk them out of doing this business. They're going to go and see, are you actually taking this seriously? If not, they will find someone that looks like they're taking it seriously. I know that sounds crazy, but I really want to let you know that instead of it being like, oh man, that's, that's, that's true. No, it's like, oh man, that's true. The power is in my hands and I get to decide what people see because I get to decide what I put out and when I put it out. So I just wanted to end with that. So good. Thank you guys for having us. This was awesome. Beth, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say to close us out, but thank you guys so much for being on. We'll see you tomorrow night for signing distributors. I'm super excited for it. And thanks for having us guys. Good night. So now that we have successfully gone through this video, I want to know what you guys think. I want to know your thoughts on this episode. If you could just go to my Gmail, it's recoveringfrommlm at gmail.com and just email in. Tell me what you think. Do you think this was total bullshit? Do you think that it sounds great? What do you think? Um, tomorrow we are going to be listening to enrolling distributors. Um, and so I'm not sure if it's actually going to be tomorrow. I just thought about that. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's actually going to be tomorrow. Um, I'll actually just cut that part out. So our next video will be about enrolling distributors. It will be the part two of this three part series. And I have a feeling that one is going to be good. Oh, I think it's going to be so good because this is kind of where they let the ugliness show. Um, is always in the enrolling distributors Zooms that they do. They talk about all of the cultiness, all of the mindset, and all of the just... Ugh. So make sure you're back for this next episode because it's going to be spicy. When I give the word... Your little town thing you will be. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, well. <laughs>